facts are nature's most frightening events. For when the Earth is at war with itself, there is no place to hide. And lo, the angel spoke unto him and said, Blessed be thine Alex cast, and blessed be the fruits of thine Alex cast. Bring forth upon the multitudes the gifts bestowed from thee to thine, and thus for, <laughs> and what not. <sighs> My name is Alex, and this is the Alex cast. I don't know anything. And that's our show. Thanks for joining me. Okay. Let's, uh, let's tell you things. Uh, that's right. I am Alex. I'm broadcasting, uh, right now from the, what did I used to call this place? The echo chamber. That's right. The room with the creepy door. And it is the day before St. Patrick's day, um, which, uh, would make it three sixteen. Oh, stomp a mud hole in your ass. 316. Alex Cast 316 says, I'm going to stomp a mud hole in your ass, because that's the only line I remember from Stone Cold Steve often. often. Stone Cold Steve often. He's he's often stone cold. And then uh, he's 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 uh, tepid, warm Steve less often. And then uh, ragingly warm, uh, no, no, a uh, very hot, in flagrante delecti, uh, Stephen uh, frequently. This is not a good start to the show, and I promise this is going to be better than last episode, because I have, you hear that? Show prep. What does that mean for you guys? Not a whole hell of a lot. Well, I mean, it means that, you know, I'll probably have stuff to talk about for a little bit. Anyway, uh, updates from last week. Remember to go to alexcast.com and click stuff around. If you buy stuff on Amazon, click the Amazon link first. Uh, there's also an Audible link. You can get a free audiobook. I recommend the Jim Butcher books, the Dresden Files. Um, <clears throat> that is the update, because no one did that last week. Not to say that you should do that, but uh, if you do, you get a free audiobook. Just cancel within 30 days, and you don't have to pay a red goddamn cent. Hooray! Uh, that's alexcast.com. You can find me on Twitter at thealexcast, facebook.com slash alexcast, and Instagram, I'm thealexcast. Uh, I'm, I'm on Google+, Plus, I think. Um, I think I joined Ello at one point. Uh, I probably still have a Friendster profile. Um, my MySpace community is jumping. Um, that's about it. That's when the party starts jumping. Oh, wait. Okay, let's talk about stuff. So, I was um, having a conversation with a gentleman on Twitter um, about that thing in Ancient Aliens. Uh, well, I'm familiar with Ancient Aliens. Long story short. There's a belief that in Renaissance art, and probably before, that it shows UFOs, flying saucers, ships from the nether realms in the background of paintings. Um, if you know nothing about art and art history or the art of that time, this is a very compelling argument. Now, that sounded a little shitty, probably, but let me tell you this. I don't know fuck all about art art history or the art of that time, which is why when I said the Renaissance, I said probably before, because I don't even know when the fucking Renaissance was. Um, I know it was after the Dark Ages, because you had to renaissance from something. 
wasn't even like, I mean, that wasn't even wordplay. That was just, I just said words. Anyway, um, we, uh, things, whatnot. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll call about that, but anyway, I, did, I ended up doing some research and this, this goes back a while ago. Um, so I stumbled on this thing, Ancient Aliens Debunked, which I've talked about on the show before. I, I love this movie. It's fantastic. Uh, if you ever want to have Ancient Aliens Debunked, watch this. It's like, yay. Uh, warning, though, because this did come up. A uh, guy that made it is uh, all sorts Christian. And at the end, there's some Christian-y shit. But the, the refutation of some of the Ancient alien points are fun. Anyway, during the conversation on Twitter, as referenced and the reason I'm talking about this, we were talking about that, that UFO in the background thing. And apparently this is a representation of like the holy light of the Lord or some shit like that. Uh, it's a reference to a specific uh, verse of the Bible. Oh, you, know, you know, I'll just find it for you because um, it would make a little bit more sense. How does one look at, oh, view profile. Look at me looking at, at the Alex cast. Let's see, tweets and replies. I remember the fellow I was talking to. Uh, I will give him a shout out once I find it. Uh that's not it. That's not it. No, that's not it. That's not it. Mm, that's a reminder that Bill Withers is really good. Oh, here we go. Uh, at para underscore mystery. Uh, very nice fella. Uh, I've interacted with him before. Uh, just We had a difference of opinion on this one, I think. Not really even a difference of opinion, but anyway. Um, there is the link. Where's the link I sent him? Oh. Remember before when I said I, I show prepped? Well, I wasn't I didn't actually mean to talk about this, so this doesn't count. But I do have show prep for later. But this is like this is all kind of background for why I'm talking about the things I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, where's the thing? Oh, here we go. Uh, the painting was supposed to be depicting this passage in the Bible. Uh, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear ye not, for behold, I bring you a good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord." So the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shining around them are in the context, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, uh, what you really just specified, blah, 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 so there's a bunch of paintings, you can see it. So that's the, um, that's the, uh, the glory of the Lord shining is, uh, what you're looking at there. Uh, you'll also notice that, uh, in there, uh, you'll see a, a shepherd with a dog, uh, cause that's like the reference to this line in the Bible. Anyway, so we're talking about that. And ancient aliens is one of those things that I've never, I never really believed in, um, I've always found interesting because I am an advocate of, and I have been uh, pretty much the totality of my life, a belief that uh, humanity is much older than we, um, well, not we, but then uh, the current archaeological um, narrative states. And I know that's kind of the popular stance to take now, which makes me kind of want to not believe in it, which is where I'm driving at here, because I hate believing in stuff that other people do. It kind of bothers me. So the more uh, people that I, uh, you know, just, you know, glom onto like Graham Hancock or something, the less I want to believe in it. So uh, I, it's just stupid. I'm just contrarian is just what it comes down to. But um, anyway, so the two kind of uh, arguments are unexplained megalithic sites, unexplained uh, advanced technology is, is either uh, alien intervention or, you know, uh, a lost civilization. I've always been a lost civilization kind of cat. But the ancient aliens thing was always interesting to me pre the show coming on. The show kind of ruined it for me. 
not necessarily because of how popular it was, or maybe still is, more so because of just how shoddy the um the kind of the arguments they make are and how much it kind of I don't know, just degraded what I thought were some parts were interesting arguments about like, you know, um uh, not necessarily alien visitation, but like some of the some of the interesting artifacts or some of the interesting kind of unexplained phenomenon and objects from the past that they would say is from aliens. I would say it's from an ancient uh, lost civilization, lost knowledge being handed down, occult knowledge, if you will. Oh, look, Alex is talking about occultism. Let's do a shot. There's never been an Alex Cast drinking game, and there never will be. Anyway, ancient aliens. The show's stupid. But uh, I've always been the uh, believer in the, uh, you know, lost civilization, Atlantean kind of thing, um, antediluvian uh, uh, civilization. I think they probably were about like, I think there basically was a Rome before the quote unquote flood, which is probably a localized flood in the Mesopotamia area, Mesopotamia area. Anyway, so a lot of the evidence kind of layers on top of each other pre the stupid ancient alien show, because every single one of those goes and therefore aliens, which is dumb. And I just quoted a meme, but some of the stuff is interesting, you know, some of the size of the blocks at Gobelikli Tepe and some of the, uh, not Gobelikli Tepe, what's the, what's the one with the, uh, Baalbek, but they've got these giant hundred and fucking million ton, ridiculous, single piece, granite, amazingness. Um, and it, you know, that, that is one of those things where we're like, well, how, you know, to, to quote the bard, how you do that shit? Because that's, that's some, that's one of the lost folios. So it is interesting, and all that stuff leads me to believe that there's some bit of lost technology that we've kind of missed along the way. Uh, there's been a bunch of lost knowledge over the years. Greek fire is another example. Um, there's uh, apparently Greek fire was this thing where you could like throw it on another ship and then it would ignite upon hitting, and it couldn't be put out by water, which is pretty cool. Um, Damascus steel, another example. I think we've re they recently refigured that out, but like they figured that shit out again in like the like seventies or the nineties or something, you know. But it was lost for thousands of years. Anyway, so there's certain things that I find I hold on to irrationally because I was talking to this fella and um, I realized that he doesn't know me all that well, so like he doesn't know that like I'm rather open minded and like I'm I just go where the evidence takes me, which I know a lot of people that don't believe in evidence uh, say that shit, but I actually mean it, like. Uh, if, if in, uh, like I used to think the, uh, the building, the pyramid, uh, oh, this is, uh, uh, amazing. And it is amazing. But that internal ramp theory really makes me, I, I can't describe the internal ramp theory all that well, but just look it up. Essentially the grand gallery, which has been this, uh, mysterious thing in the great pyramid, the pyramid of, of Khufu, I guess. Um, the Grand Gallery is this weird thing, and it looks almost like mechanical. Well, the way they have this internal ramp theory is like that was actually was mechanical. That's where a counterweighted, like a giant counterweight, was in there, which would slide downhill to help propel uh, the stones up. Which I see. I, this is why I didn't describe it. Anyway, that makes so much sense to me. That yeah, they couldn't have built it in seventeen years, which is the quote. Like that's ridiculous, and like there's a lot of still unexplained stuff. But like that makes so much sense to me that it kind of I have to drop a lot of my like this magical, like, oh, this had to be some kind of lost knowledge, maybe not like grab anti-grav or something, but you know, something, something novel we lost. And so I'm saying this because I'm open-minded, I have to kind of give up on certain things. But, um, 
so talking about that with this fellow, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's weird. You know, some people hold on to things and not necessarily him. It just got in my mind. I was trying to go through like what my biases are. And I made a list um, of the things that I really want to believe in, even though like I kind like, I don't even want to, okay, well, go through them. All right. So the number one on my, I really want to believe in, even though I think it's pretty much horseshit and all the evidence, because I said, I follow the evidence, but there's some stuff. So uh, number one, uh, crop circles. I really want to believe in crop circles for some reason and not, I don't want to believe, here's the thing though. We have to be careful. I don't want to believe in aliens being uh, crop circles because I think that's stupid. I know that this is super arbitrary, which is why I'm introducing this. It's just completely Alex's bias towards wanting to believe in dumb shit. Um, so I just want like some kind of energy vortex or, or spiritual explanation or something like that. Like that seems neat. You know, when there's, um, from, from the, um, evidence and I'm, and I'm, I'm using that word quite wrongly. Uh, there's video of like an orb landing and making the crop circles and um apparently there's some like residue like microwave radiation in some of the um some of the the crop when it lays down like uh it like um instead of the stalks being broken they're like kind of um not melted but almost like superheated so they kind of uh lower down like like when you uh when you cook like asparagus or something it'll comes floppy uh or you know how like any plant works and i didn't need to describe that but it's kind of stupid because there's like a lot of people that said they faked it. Like there's been a lot of shows that like walk through and um, reproduced really complicated ones in, in a short amount of time. Um, there's this really great thing I saw. It was like this double blind where it's not double blind. That's the wrong term. Anyway, what they did was uh, they, they had a real in quotes crop circle and a man-made one uh, and they invited kind of hippies into it and had them, like ask, you know, how they felt about it, you know, how it was, was the energy different. And you know, it's just kind of funny because yeah, people were digging on the energies of the vortex, or whatever, uh, on the ones that was, you know, that the production company made, you know, that it's 100% sure that this was, you know, nothing anomalous, which was, you know, a bit damning. It was, yeah. Anyway, it was amusing. Um, but yeah, I really want to believe in them for some reason. I don't know why. Like, there's just something about crop circles where he's different. Like, I want that to be true. Like, I want some kind of, like, in my thing, like, I want it to be, and this is, this is really dumb, but like, I want it to be like the earth kind of talking to us. Like, like it's, uh, they call it, uh, the, oh, what is it called? The Gaia hypothesis? Let's just go with that. And if I'm wrong, well, I'll just add it to the list of all the other shit I've been wrong about over the years, which so far has been just about everything. Um, that the earth is sentient and it's a, you know, a, a vast single organism, uh, like, you know, in that like human, we're one organism, even though we actually have more bacterial cells than we have human cells in us, but you know, we're a single organism, like that kind of thing. So the guy hypothesis, so, uh, that it's sending out these, these messages and that's what it, that's what they are. Now, as I'm saying that it sounds stupid because I know it's stupid, but I really want to believe in it. And I've got this, like this kind of just kind of wanton uh, blind spot against completely disregarding the theory. But, and this, this is the important thing, and why I give the entire preamble about talking on Twitter and ancient aliens and things, it's, I'm aware of this bias. I'm not, I am not trying to claim uh, that crop circles are real or that they're not real. I'm just going to say, like, this is something that I'm probably uh, ill-suited to be a, 
nonpartisan arbiter, if, if, if one may word it like that. And one may, because I just did. Hmm. Well, fuck you very much. Moving on down the list as I make an X across that with a pen that's running out of ink. Bigfoot. Now, Bigfoot's something near and dear to my heart. This one is a little weird for me because I actually think there probably is some truth to the Bigfoot myth. Uh, I'm not going to go into how much is true, how much is not true, because that's not really what I'm going with here. What I mean to say when I say Bigfoot is when they go, well, there, uh, like, uh, there's a version of Bigfoot in Florida called the, the Swamp Ape. Yeah, yeah, I probably want to believe in that. There's one in West Virginia that's one of, it is, if you just tell me there's a hairy thing somewhere, I'm like immediately predisposed to believing in it. No, there's a lot of evidence to say that in the Pacific Northwest, there is something. There is a Sasquatch. There's hair, there's unknown hair samples that like the, the genetics came, the genetics came back, the, they sequenced the genome or whatever, whatever. They scienced things. They zoomed in, they enhanced. And uh, it's like an unknown thing. You know, so there's there is something unknown that has hair on it in the Pacific Northwest. You know, who, who knows what it is? It could be could be a, a remnant ape species. It could be you know whatever. But um, beyond like the kind of the argument to be made for this area of the world, I, let's let's knock out that and say, uh, I think Ohio actually has good argument too. Wherever some Manhattan, N New Jersey, New Jersey has uh, Bigfoot sightings. I'm like kind of like, oh, yeah, probably, you know, it's Bigfoot. It's inexplicable. I just, I have this predisposition to really want to believe a Bigfoot is, but there's no fucking Bigfoot in New Jersey. It's impossible. New Jersey devil? Yes. Definitely exists. Martin Bordeaux. But anyway, Bigfoot's one of those ones where it's like, even if they give like really good evidence against it, which there's not a lot of good evidence against it, but I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to put my fingers in my ears and go, do the la la la. Like, not like that, that, that Melba Ketchum lady or whatever fuck her name was, that like kind of fake DNA results. And, um, that dude that had like the, the Wookiee costume in the, in the freezer. I'm not that stupid, but I am kind of, um, predisposed to when someone says, Oh, I saw a thing or I had an experience or anything like that. I'm so much more apt to, to buy into it just cause I don't know. It's like, I just, my brain really wants there to be a, a, a remnant hominid, in the Pacific Northwest. Like I want it. I so want it to be something like, I want it to be so close to humans that we can kind of interbreed with them. Like, I, I'm not saying I want to fuck a. Okay. I, I wasn't going to say this, but yes, I do want to fuck a Bigfoot, but that's not where I was going. What I mean to say is that we could breed with them if we wanted to, like, you know, it would actually work. We could have viable offspring, maybe not even viable. Maybe like, it's like a mule kind of thing, or is it mules that are sterile? Like they can't, what are the things that you can have two animals fuck, but then their kids can't um, reproduce? Like, I want I want us to be that close. Um, that would be cool. So that's what I wanted a Bigfoot. Speaking of which, before I get further down my list of uh, things you can, I'm going to be embarrassed to admit on the show, because these get worse. Yeah, I know, they get worse. I actually started with the ones that are most rational. So <laughs> you can see where this is going. Um, there is a story I read a long time ago that... In Russia, they were trying to breed a chimpanzee and a human. Um, and apparently the science goes that this is totally possible, uh, that, we're, that we're similar enough that we should be able to breed. Now, 
it got shut down because of, you know, I don't know, moral, blah, 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 or funding, funding morals, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Now, again, much like I was joking, I, honestly, I would not fuck a Sasquatch, but do we have definitive, do we have a definitive answer on that? Like anybody out there that's like better at science than me, have they, I'm more thinking like bonobos or anything, the, whatever the, whatever the, 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 um, anthropoid, uh, it's monkey species that's closest to us. Could we breed with them? Like, in, like in a perfect situation, um, you know, wine, candlelight, bananas, uh, you know, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying tawdry, but I'm not saying clean, you know, I'm saying, I'm saying this is monkey, you know, this is, this is, this is monkey love to quote the state to watch some monkeys make a bore. Um, no, I mean, perfect situation, like, uh, some kind of implanting, uh, uh, sperm into an ovum, uh, either human, like ma uh, male, of course, male, either, uh, human, uh, sperm, uh, into, uh, a monkey womb or monkey sperm into a lady womb, uh, which I don't know if that would make a difference uh, as to like its chances of working. But either way, if someone could tell me if there's like a definitive answer to this, cause years ago when I looked into it. Um, I looked into it. I mean, I snuck into the zoo and things happened, but when I looked into it, it seemed to be like, it was still kind of a question that was up in the air. Like it had not happened, but it was kind of, uh, yeah, it probably could happen if we really wanted to kind of thing. But this is also going back a number of years. So I might be misremembering. And also I really don't remember where I read a lot of this stuff. Like, I think it was the same website. I read about that, that dog that they grafted the other dog head onto in, 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 uh, Russia, like a lot of years ago. I don't know if you ever saw that. There's video of it. It's really gross. Uh, yeah, they like put, they were, they like took a dog head and chopped it off and then put it on another dog. And it was like alive, really fucking terrible. So anyway, any sciencey people out there, uh, I want to know if we can have a, uh, if, if humans can breed with apes in some way, um, much like kind of like a dog wolf thing. If there's one, whatever the one that's closest to us, if that's like a thing, get back to me. I would like to know, uh, other things on my list. Oh, I already talked about this one, that lost knowledge kind of concept where there was this lost civilization, but actually that's not even that weird. I think that's just, um, it's more, I just don't want to hear arguments against it. Uh, all right. So here's the really, no, no, no. Okay. There's one more not so embarrassing one. Uh, I really want to believe in existent dinosaurs, uh, and the Michele Mbembe in uh, the Congo in Africa is supposed to be like a sauropod style dinosaur. What, when I grew up was called Brontosaurus, but apparently those aren't actually, that was never an actual dinosaur, which is weird. But anyway, um, like a sauropod, which is super neato in the Indonesia ish. There's supposedly the Ropin, which is like a pterodactyl. Um, that's supposed to be around. And there's a bunch of other stories, uh, about existing dinosaurs. As much as people like it's, I get how, like, I understand how long 65 fucking million years is like, this is not like, this is not lost on me. Like, I don't think, I don't think that this is like a, um, how do I want to put it? Like, it, it's not that I'm tricked by my own ignorance. It's that I kind of have a blind spot towards my knowledge where I just really want it to be true. Even saying this, I feel dumb because 
there's no fucking dinosaur, but also, I kind of think there's a dinosaur. So, oh, the Michelian Bebe. Apparently, this isn't as, as well known as I thought it was. I was talking to my friend uh, Devin last night about this. Um, it's uh, so it, in Africa, uh, and I think it's the Congo region or whatever that's called now. Um, basically, long story short, um, white people, probably colonial British, said, like, oh, chip, chip, hello, noble savage, come here, I wish to be able to talk to you, tell me about your native, that wasn't even, I have no idea what accent that was. I'm sorry that I just spoke out loud. Um, I'm going to go back. So he said, yes, hello, I'm speaking in a thick British accent. Yes, hello, noble savage, I would like to talk to you and then uh, take over whatever natural resources you happen to have laying about. Oil would be lovely, diamonds, whatever you have, and then we'll um, we'll put clothes on you and, and you know, probably give you some kind of smallpox. Please, let's talk. So anyway, long story short, uh, there's this story about the Michelin Bebe, which if I'm... Honestly, I don't even know if that's, like, how you say the name, and I'm not going to look it up. Um, but it's called, like, the River Stopper, because it's this giant fucking thing. So they're like, oh, I wonder what this is. So they're like describing it and they're like, hey, wait a second, that sounds like this thing. So they went, they got like a flashcard set and they're like, uh, uh, hey, do you know what this is? And they showed them a dolphin. Uh, if they know what dolphin, whatever. They showed them a bunch of shit. So they're like, oh, that's a giraffe. That's a rhino. That's a blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, the shit they know. That's an elephant. That's a blah. Uh, and then they're like, uh, hey, you know what this is? And they showed them something that's like native to, you know, I don't know, America or whatever. Like, nah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck that is. Never seen one of those before. And they showed him something that's like native to Australia. They're like, nope, never seen that before. Nope, don't know what that is. And then they showed him a picture of what I would call a brontosaurus growing up. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Michele and Bebe. He, he like lives around the corner. And it's like, whoa, that's fucked up. So yeah, apparently they're just tribe. They see him. Recent sightings, uh, supposedly. And uh, yeah, they identified it from a, uh, from a drawing of a dinosaur. And they're like, yeah, that's, that is him. That's, that's the guy. Pretty fucking neato. And the roping thing, um, if you're unfamiliar with that, which I'm sure you are, cause I think I'm saying the wrong name again. Uh, I don't actually think it's, see, God damn it, Alex. I'm doing exactly what I'm describing to you guys. I was going to say, I don't actually think it's a, it's a, it's a pterodactyl. When I was saying that, I was like, yeah, maybe it might be. I was thinking it might be just some other kind of giant bird. Like one of them, you ever seen a flying fox? Like those giant kind of bat, I think it's a bat, giant bat things. They're, I mean, they're basically fucking horrible monsters from the depths of, of anyone's nightmare. Um, I was thinking maybe it's something like that, but I, I really want it to be a pterodactyl. I want it to be one. Anyway, um, the other thing I'm drawn towards, and this is kind of a tie between the two for as embarrassing as they're crystals. And I'm putting in quotes here, energy. I... Like, I I don't know how I can put this into, I, I know that it's not true, and yet I think it's true, at least with crystals. It's, every part of me says, you know what, if you were to make fun of me for, for uh, thinking crystals have some kind of specific power or resonance with, with the human uh, body, spirit, whatever... If you were to mock me for it, I'd be like, you know what? It's a fair cop. I should be mocked for this. This is dumb. But also, I'm not exactly going to stop having them. Like, I'm not like one of those crystal-obsessed people. Uh, but yeah, I do have a certain kind of thing. There's something about them that kind of... I don't know. It's weird, because intellectually, I know this is horseshit. Like, I, because, you know, 
I've I've looked at science and I was like, hi, science. And they're like, yeah, that it's not true. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. All your points are well made. Like, look at that double blind study that showed, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that this is just placebo effect. Well, fuck you, science, because inexplicably my brain just wants to believe in this shit. So, yeah. And then energy is another one where it's then this one's a little weird, like uh, uh, like chi, ki, um. You know, any of that kind of like uh, Reiki, any kind of body energy stuff. This one I'm a little kind of on the fence about because I think some of it actually, if given the proper rigorous scientific study under proper conditions, I think some of this actually is uh, legitimate. Uh, Some of the stories of like, you know, yoga masters and Sufi people, not Sufi, what do you call those guys? Um, what What are those dudes that hang out in India? They... Oh, what are they called? Oh, Jesus Christ. The ones that just kind of like, they do like extreme uh, acts of like, like they'll like sit around and have their like hand above their head for like 20 years till it withers. Um, not, oh, what the hell are they call? Oh, Jesus, fuck. It's, uh, uh, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, sorry, I'm blanking out on it, but you know what I'm talking about. Like these, you know, extreme holy men. And, um, oh my God, this is bothering the shit out of me that I can't think of the name of that. It's a, whatever, either way, you can study them. There's a bunch of stories, there's just stories of, uh, uh, like Buddhist monks, uh, that or uh, some kind of monk that they have this, uh, ceremony they do that will be like in the, uh, f- cold ass fucking weather, like ridiculously cold. And they'll get like a wet towel and put it on their shoulders. And then the monk will raise his body temperature to the point that you can see steam leaving the towel and it'll like, he'll dry the towel and that'll be like a thing because they can control their, um, their, uh, their, their body temperature so well. And uh, so that's interesting because I think, you know, given rigorous enough study, I think there might be something to the quote energy thing. But when I'm bringing this up on my list of dumb shit I want to believe in is like, I kind of want to believe in like all of it, you know, uh, you know, focusing on something so it catches fire, uh, you know, punching your hand through, you know, I don't know, people, whatever, you know, any, any dumb energy based thing. I kind of have like this, like little thing in the back of my head that I kind of just immediately want to lean towards, um, lean towards believe again, which is, which is actually quite annoying. Uh, cause that one, yeah. Cause it, it basically gets me in conversations with a lot of people that it's like, ah, oh, man, like we do happen to share some beliefs here, but like, like I'm, I'm super aware how silly this is, you know, uh, it's, it's almost, it's almost like being a brony on a certain level. Like, I, I suppose if you know how silly it is, you know, there's the joy can be taken, but if you actually take it seriously, it's like a whole different thing, you know, anyway, crystals, energy, fun. You have no idea how much this is annoying the shit out of me that I can't think of the name of those dudes in India. They're called, I mean, like, this is like a word I know really well. And it, and it's, and it's killing me right now. They're called, oh my God. I'm going to, I have to look this up. It's, 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 it's absolutely fucking driving me nuts. Like they're, they're, uh, uh, okay. Um, uh, Hindu extreme, uh, ascetics. Ascetics. It's like Rashu. Uh, um, it's called, oh, I don't even know how to look this up. Those guys. Um, 
uh, Indian ascetics. Uh, they're called Sadhu. Okay, that was really fucking annoying me. Yeah, Sadhu. Uh, okay, sorry. That was... You have no idea how much that was driving me fucking nuts. Uh, uh, that was that was uh, uh, my favorite joke when I was a kid. Was uh, a pirate walks into a bar with a steering wheel on the front of his pants. And the bartender's like, hey, what's that steering wheel for? And he goes... Oh, no, he goes, uh, sorry, I fucked it up. He goes, hey, uh, um, uh, what's, uh, isn't that steering wheel annoying? And the pirate goes, yarr, tis driving me nuts. Get it? Because, like, when you say driving me nuts, there's also, see, that's like a euphemism for, like, like a, like a turn of phrase to say, like, oh, this is, this is quite irksome. But also, it means navigating my testicles. So, that's fun. Now, to continue with this boring fucking segment that no one cares, eh, it's probably isn't that boring. Here's the other side of the um, shit I want to believe in uh, coined. Here's stuff that I won't hear evidence for. It just annoys the shit out of me. I won't fucking hear it. I don't know why. It just, oh my God, it kills me. And I'm not saying there is good evidence for this, but I wouldn't know because I won't listen. Like, I just, I have like this death annoying blind spot too. Giants. When people say, Oh, they dug up bones of giants at some point. And uh, it, generally the story goes, they, there's all these giant skeletons and stuff. And that the Smithsonian Museum, for some reason, uh, has to hide their existence and like, st- you know, secrets them away uh, and then hides them in the, in the basement of the Smithsonian. Uh, this is like a big conspiracy thing. I, I, I'm not even going to say I looked into it enough to, to say it's 100% bullshit, but I assume it is. And I just want you. It's. I have no idea why it just annoys me. And I think it's mostly because generally the people that make the argument are Christians because there's like a line in the Bible about there being, uh, there were still giants on the earth at that time. And I, it, I think just people trying to prove the literal word of the, of the, of the Bible annoys me. And I think that's why giants kind of fit in there where it's like, Oh God, like understand these are, these are fucking metaphorical stories. Like this is not, this is not like to be taken literally, but, um, yeah, so giants, I, I won't even, like, listen to, like, any bit of argument. Like, I just, it annoys the sh- Not that I won't listen. That sounds like I'm being closed-minded. I mean, I just, I won't be bothered. Like, if someone actually wants to describe it to me, I'll, I'll gladly listen. I just, I'm I'm giving kind of the preamble. Like, I'm I'm well predisposed towards just not believing in any of that. I, it just, something about it just, it just, it just, uh, you know, pirate bar wheel thing. Another one, anything about young Earth? Not necessarily the 6,000-year-old Earth thing that the, that the Christians believe in. Again, the Christian thing it bothers me. Because um, that's just funny. So I'll, I'll listen to that because that's amusing to me. But anytime there's like uh, something that's got a little bit more science to it, that like the Earth might not be as old as we think, there's not a lot of these and I haven't really looked into it that much. But I, I do hear it come up every now and again. Um, that one I just kind of immediately don't. Again, because it's, you know, uh, Christians trying to prove the literal word of their book right which let's and see i'm already annoyed just i don't i don't want to fucking hear it but that six thousand year old earth thing is really annoying uh, for, for this reason it's not in the book it's not there it wasn't it's that number isn't in the book somebody added up all the bagats in that one section where like uh beaky old bagat whatever bagat whatever bagat whatever and they lived it this many years lived to this many years like it's 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 not in the book. It's oh, that's so frustrating to me that 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 this is like a thing. If you're listening to this outside of the United States, this is like a thing. They like in the South, they like teach this in schools, 
And it's so annoying because one, it's bad science, but two, it's not even, it's not even good Christianity. Like you're, you suck at both. Like at least be, either be, be a good Christian, like be, be true to your book or be true to science, but don't suck at both. Cause the 6,000 thing, it's not in the fucking book and it's not science either. So you just, you're just, just a wall of suck and generally in Texas. Ugh. Oh, the, oh, the irksomeness. And anyway, so those are the ones I had another one on there, but I don't want to go into it because it's just going to be shitting on the uh, Christians again. My brother wanted me because I was talking about um, um, debunking the ancient aliens thing. He said I should debunk the Abrahamic death cults. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. Um, there's nothing to debunk. There's no to debunk is something that must be uh, put forth as true, uh, which which is just there's no effort involved. If you put forth that the literal word of your book is true, the the the, the Bible, the, the books of the Bible. There's no reason to debunk it because it's absolutely, it, it's not true and, and it disagrees with itself within the first book. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's varying accounts of the flood. There's varying accounts of, uh, like, uh, there's, uh, Adam, Adam and Eve were made from mud, uh, both. And then there's, uh, Eve was made from Adam's rib, uh, or, you know, disagreeing. Like there's, there's contradictory things in the book. So there's no reason to debunk it because there's no, there's no, uh, uh, debunk, which is weird because bunk means bullshit. So I debunk to take out the bullshit, I guess. Either way, uh, the book is bunk. It's, it's horseshit. It's, it's metaphor. Um, and it was taken wrong and, uh, uh, made into this weird empirical patriarchy, uh, yeah, death cult. And it's absurd. So there's no reason to debunk it because it's not there. There's nothing like, um, like ancient aliens you can debunk because they could say like, well, uh, you know, um, this, look at this, this figurine, uh, that we found that obviously shows a spaceship. And then, uh, and then, and then you can go like this, cause this is in that ancient hands debunked. They go, well, no, here's a fish, uh, from that area of the world that looks exactly like that pin. Cause it's obviously not a spaceship. It's this fish, which I'm showing you a picture of that looks exactly like your fucking pin. Easily debunked. Um, now if you go, oh, well, um, Literally, the world was created in six days. Um, there was a talking snake. Uh, man and woman, uh, they, they named all the animals. They uh, they lived in a garden. They all lived to about 900 and something years old. The world flooded and then on one boat, uh, they had like, there's no there's no way to debunk it because it's, 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 it's horseshit. It'd be like debunking Aesop's fables. The, the point of these are... Uh, metaphors. These are these are metaphoric lessons. Like it's it's nothing to debunk. There's nothing to be. There's nothing in there that is preferred as actual truth, other than the message within it. Um, uh, uh, you know, do unto your neighbor as they would do unto you, which is you know, New Testament, Old Testament is. Let's face it. It's 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 a wee bit harsh. Um, but since I'm, you know, male. Um, uh, and and uh and and, um, it's not so bad for me. I'm snipped. I'm part of the tribe. Not really. Anyway, there's nothing to debunk because there's nothing to be shown to be true because the cult aspect of it is the nonsense. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's just asinine repetition of stupidity. Uh, any given fact in that book can be, can be argued, but that's not the point. Like the point is the death cult aspect of it, which is nothing to argue because it's not, there's nothing to debunk. It's, it's, having gilded halls of worship 
is silly. And there's no, there's no debunking to be done. It's just, you know, if you want to, if that gives you a religious feeling of goodness, yeah, go for it. But, uh, uh, you know, believing in the literal word is, is dumb. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's that. So there's me de debunking, uh, the Abrahamic religions. Um, they're not worth debunking because it's just, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a, it was a means to understand the world, uh, via symbolism and metaphor. And, uh, and then it got taken as this literal thing, uh, relatively recently, um, because no one, uh, back in the day would ever take that book literally. It was not, uh, true. Uh, they, everybody knew this. Um, like for instance, um, when, um, when, uh, when Origin of the Species came out, uh, the Catholic Church was like, oh yeah, cool. That's, uh, that's, I guess that's how, uh, God did it. That's neat. And they became later where this whole, like, fundamentalist nonsense of the world, I mean, I think Catholics still actually like evolution. Anyway, the point is, shut up. Uh, some more questions. Oh, you can always ask me stuff on Twitter, at the AlexCast, or you can write to me via email. That's alexcast at gmail.com. Always spell Alex with two X's, because that's how I spell my name. AlexCast at gmail.com, at the AlexCast. Um, or you can call 503-468-6959. That is, uh, you can leave like a three-minute message. You can text message there if you'd like. Um, it's, I'll get it eventually. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to text. Actually, yeah, it'd be text. It's fine. It'd be good. I mean, you could just go on Twitter. But if you don't have Twitter, you can text me. Um, MMS is, is good. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's the way to do it. So I have some questions from the audience. But first, let me guys, let me, first, let me guys tell you. Go the to standard.com Facebook slash PDX standard the. All right, strike that, reverse it, mix it. Got it. But first, let me tell you about a little bar that I like called The Standard. That's right, The Standard. It's at 14 Northeast 22nd in Northeast Portland. That's what the Northeast, Northeast 22nd stands for. Brilliant. If you go there on a Wednesday night, you will have 16 ounces of tapped beer under the name Hams for $1. If you go there on Sunday nights, you'll have 16 ounces of tapped microbrewed beer for $2. If you go there on other nights, you'll get other deals, but those are the only two I ever drink or talk about. And tell you the truth, I don't even, actually, I never get dollar Hams because I'm never there on Wednesdays, but um, I'm I'm aware of that one, and I know it's popular, so I thought I'd, I'd you know, kind of backsell that. Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX, 14 Northeast 22nd. Uh, it's a wonderful bar. I like it a lot, and it sponsors my show. So you should go there and um, give them money. Tell them I sent you. You should go to their Facebook page and click like, because it doesn't cost you anything to do that. Just do it, like all of you. Every single one of you listening that has a Facebook account, go do that. And it'll be fun. Or make sure to like uh, Facebook.com slash AlexCast. It's more important to do the the standard one, actually. Mine is mine's basically just shit I post on, on Twitter anyway. Uh, yes, so the standard. We like it. We love it. In fact, uh, on Monday nights, they are doing Jello shots with Pop Rocks and watching RuPaul's Drag Race, which I think is the name of the show. I've not actually watched it yet. But, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. Fabulous people being fabulous. Jello shots. Pop Rocks. If, if, if I were a person to eat Jello, I, I would be like, yeah, I would do that. But unfortunately, Jello is made from the rendered hooves and bones of innocent animals and i blame all of you and think you are immoral piece of shit for imbibing it the standard facebook.com slash the standard pdx eat animal bones 
pressing forward. I asked the audience, I said, audience, can you please ask me some stuff? And they did. First and foremostly, Chris Reddy, at Chris Reddy, asks, if you had to kill a beloved character from a fictional universe you enjoy, who and how? Uh, I had a few, I had a few uh, uh, answers to this. My first thought was Batman. Because he's like the most, to me, he's the most beloved. But unfortunately, in comic books, um, characters come back often. Uh, uh, you know, what, what, what dies does not often stay dead. So I kind of took that back, unless I could somehow prove that he'd be dead forever, but it would never work. So I was thinking, all right, so it's got to be a book series or books uh, or book that's done. Uh, so there's no, you know, you can't retcon the character alive. So I was immediately thinking uh, books that I like, uh, that are popular. I was thinking maybe Harry Potter, uh, maybe Dune. Um, uh, what else do I like that's kind of pop culture -y? Oh, I guess movies as well I could do. But anyway, what I decided that I'm going to go with is I think Ron Weasley should have died in Harry Potter. Now, here's my thinking behind this. And you might just be thinking, but Alex, is it just some anti-redhead sentiment? No, because I don't think Fred Weasley, George Weasley, Percy Weasley, Bill Weasley, and I think those are all the ones that exist. Ginny Weasley, uh, Parents Weasley, and if I say Weasley one more time, I'm going to kill myself. I say this. No one that really mattered died in that series. And, oh, by the way, spoiler, uh, spoiler reports. Um, no one died in that series that really mattered that you got, like, attached to other than, uh, one of the Weasley guys. Um, and, I mean, I guess you could say Remus and Tonks, but, like, they're both kind of tertiary at best. But, like, none of, like, the really close people. Oh, and Dumbledore, but, like, Again, Dumbledore broke out. Like, that That matters. And that's about it. Like, none of, like, kind of the lovable people that he got used to. And I think it just, I mean, not that it took away from it, but I think that would be kind of, I think that would be kind of interesting to have that. Or maybe, like, a like a Neville Longbottom. No, because he was such the, he was such the wuss bag. Um, anyway, I, so that would be it. But that's a good question. Um, it would definitely be Batman if somehow I could convince the audience that, like, it's actually, I actually killed Batman, but then, you know, no one would buy it. Um, yes. Debo asked me the differences between tarot decks. Uh, there, I mean, the majority of tarot decks, the difference is just aesthetic, is, is, um, is what the cards look like, um. Some have slightly different names, like, um, some have, uh, instead of, uh, instead of coins, it'll be pentacles, um, and some have, instead of, um, page, there could be prints, uh, like that kind of thing, like, like name changes. The main thing as far as, like, content is concerned, uh, is in the writer weight deck, that's, like, kind of like the most popular one and uh the some of the other systems i use the thoth deck uh, the majority of the time is of the 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 major cards the major arcana the higher arcana um uh, cards 0 through 21 is um 
they switch around two numbers. Um, it's eight and 11, I think. Justice and strength, I'm pretty sure. And I should have looked this up first, but I, when I said show prep and I did this and I made that noise, um, I didn't really do a lot of show prep. So, uh, but they switched around the order of it. There's various reasons behind that. I could go into it, but most of the stuff, it would be one, too complex to go into on, on a show that's not completely devoted to terror. And two, I don't understand it well enough to go into it anyway. I would have to re, I was going to say relook it up, but honestly, I don't think I ever really understood it well enough to do that. So, but mostly it's just a static. It's what deck speaks to you. There's also Oracle, Oracle cards, which I've never worked with. I don't know how those work, but the main difference is there's kind of the tradition of, um, uh, so there's the Rider Raid deck, there's the um, uh, the Golden Dawn deck, which is a popular one, which the Curly deck grew from, the Thoth deck grew from. And there's just a, a difference in uh, the the major cards, the the, the Trumps, the Major Arcana, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the names of the court cards. But most decks basically are uh, 22, um, 22 Trumps, and then, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm having such a fucking hard time remembering things. Uh, how many how many other cards are there? Oh, Alex. So it goes. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. So fourteen each. Yeah, so fourteen each. That's twenty-eight. 40, 56. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah, so 14, there's 14 cards in each suit. And then, uh, which is, I just had to get the 70. Shut up. The point is, all the setup is basically the same. Um, but, uh, uh, some minor differences in order in the major, the major arcana and, um, you know, aka the Trumps and then the names of the characters and then just the drawing style. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's really it. I, there's, there's other differences too, but as far as like, um, at surface level understanding of tarot, which, which I'm, I'm not claiming to have some like deeper understanding. Those are the main ones. There's also a bunch of other stuff that go underneath it. Like the, um, the elements to it. Like there's, um, uh, no, I can't even get into, uh, I would say I can't get into that. Like I'm some kind of like, Ooh, I'm too, this is too advanced for me to, it's just mostly like there's, there's layers of understanding that are within the cards and within the system behind the cards that, uh, some have and some don't. Um, and then there's, uh, yeah, there's subtle differences in the setup, but as far as like the, the, the casual beginning tarot user, uh, or even just intermediate, even fucking advanced tarot user, there's a ton of information that's encoded into it that, uh, that's different per deck. But as far as just like, if you're bored and want to pick up a tarot deck, it's really just what they look like and which system of Trump order you like. And that honestly doesn't even matter. I, to me, I don't think it matters all that much, um, when it, when you're kind of starting your journey, if you will, when you are the fool, the zero card, starting your journey of the tarot, which is the cheesiest thing I've ever said in my life. That's not the cheesiest thing I ever said. One time I told someone I loved them, and that was pretty cheesy. Other times I said, um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I was going to make a, um, make a comment about a thing. I'm trying to find, um, I have another question, um, and now, I'm, now I don't know where it went. Facebook has uh, way too many... Oh, here we go. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so, Justin Johnson wants me uh, to talk about movie reboots and remakes. Uh, he was mentioning that they're remaking The Crow, 
what's next a reboot of the craft actually that's funny uh there's enough uh there's two ghostbuster remakes on the horizon my brother follows up good topic expand this culture regurgitation generation from movies to songs to books what happens when a culture stops creating anything new do we need to do we need an entirely new artistic medium to play in break ourselves out of the loop and then dustin uh chimed in with he didn't know what icymi uh, meant which I always find it weird because it would have taken less time to Google, but yeah, it's in case he missed it, which I answered because I'm Google. Anyway, uh, let's go with Craig's first. No, I don't think we're in a regurgitation generation. I think we're old. Uh, you and I both, because I don't claim to understand this stuff, but no, there's um, there's a ton of new culture going on. We just don't know what it is. Um, I know nothing about uh, electronic dance music, but I know there's vast cultures behind that. There's full cultures of people that go online to watch people play video games. Um, there's Minecraft. There's the Oculus Rift kind of subculture. There's like the full immersion. There's the um, what's the altered reality thing um, where you can where you can kind of like click on stuff in real life and like a dragon will pop out. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's like altered reality or some like assisted reality, enhanced reality. Essentially, you have like a you know like Google Glass or something, and it'll be like a a thing you look at and be like, Hey, look at that. But then like, when you look at it, it'll like flash a, a dragon or like an advertisement on your screen. Um, somebody knows what I'm talking about either way. Uh, so I thought of Sadu, I'm not going to think of this one, but so yeah, there is a new artistic medium, but there always is one. And, and that's for young people. Um, and not to say that we're completely out of it. We're not that old, but, uh, it's, I think I think to see stuff that's on the forefront, to see the, the 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 change and the new stuff in a culture, you have to kind of be like super young, especially in the culture we have now that everything moves by so incredibly quickly. I mean, we are the the age of disposable, just the meme culture. Um, you have to, I mean, basically, you have to be sixteen to know what the world is like uh, on on that kind of moving level. But no, I think I think there's a lot of new stuff in there, like you know, kind of. We're all becoming, you know, Tokyo of eight years ago. You know, everybody in town's got um, weird colored hair and, um, you know, the the whole gender bending uh, uh, mystique of it where it's, you know, am I female? Am I male? Am I both? Does it matter? Uh, which I know there's a subculture in Japan that did that for a while. Probably still doing that. Um, so, yeah. So we're not at a re- – we are regurgitating stuff, certainly. But I think that's for, for old men like us. Um I don't think you're going to see a lot of, uh, in a, you know, uh, a lot of new inventions and new cultural things from, from, from old men and for old men, you know, it's the youth culture that's there and then it'll trickle up to us. But so that's on that side, but also I do agree that yes, there's a lot of regurgitation going on in our, the media that we're accustomed to movies, music, everything you named, uh, books, like Everything you said is absolutely correct, Brother Craig, uh, because, yes, we are regurgitating like a motherfucker. But that's only because um, what we're looking at is is kind of the the remnants of a world that's gone. You know, this is, uh, you know, we, you know, the, the you know, I'm, I fuck, I write books and that's, you know, that's something that's that's ex post facto, I think, on a certain level. I don't think it'll ever go away, but there's um, whatever. The point is. Yes, we're regurgitating stuff because I think the the mediums that we're the media that we're used to is used to is uh, going away. So like the idea of movies that you sit down in a group together uh, in a theater, that concept is leaving. So 
on Justin's point, that's it. That's that's why they're making all these crappy remakes. I mean, fuck, some might be good. Somebody told me the uh, remade RoboCop was good. I'm not going to watch it, but someone told me it was good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's just really what it comes down to is it's a dying medium and innovation would be risky. So to have something really new and weird by a talented young person, for that to reach us would involve a studio and they would never risk money on something like not never, but you know, other than like maybe the Weinstein company, there's not a lot of companies are going to risk weird inventive forms of the medium. Those things are self-funded. They're kickstarted and that sort of thing. Um, kickstarted, kickstarter did, you get what I'm saying, crowdfunded. Um, so the mass kind of populist media is going to just be reboots, remakes, and and superhero movies. It's just going to be pap because it's the risk of it in the in the culture that it is. It just is 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 not worth it. It's like when record companies were making bucket loads of money, they could just hire artists. Any like just fucking we'll just we'll just hire all of the entire state of Minnesota. We're just going to hire it. Oh, we got one prince, you know. Um, I mean, that's a shitty, shitty example, but you get the idea of like, when you have the money to, to be weird, you can experiment, you can kind of throw money out there. Um, and right now we're not at that place. So yeah, uh, they're going to go with things that are pre-written. They're going to go with things that are a trusted commodity. So we're going to see re remakes of The Crow. Um, and there's not two Ghostbusters remakes on the horizon. There's Ghostbuster uh, um, reboots and or sequels, not remakes. Don't be an idiot. Come on. Yeah, I don't really know the difference either. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're fully at regurgitation, but I think we're at regurgitation point for uh, what we're used to. Like, uh, I think the idea of movie theaters are, are gone. I mean, it's just, it's it's somewhat pointless. Ooh, I'm getting like some kind of horrible feedback. Why did that happen? Well, I hope you guys didn't hear that. Well, I think that was just in my headphones, hopefully. Uh, yeah, so that's that. And because that feedback happened, I'm going to say that this episode is done. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Regurgitation, things, whatnot. Um, yeah, so that's it. Go to alexcast.com, click on stuff. Uh, I've written two books. One has poetry and short stories. That's called The Void Sutures. Another one's called Periphery. That's a full novel uh, featuring weird things. There's, you know, reptile trees and, and weird psychedelic strangeness and very odd stuff there's orange plastic dinosaurs i'm pretty sure you'd like it because i know you really well person that i don't know what i'm talking to about things moving forward ramble ramble robble robble uh yeah that's just about it facebook.com slash the standard pdx uh 14 northeast 22nd in portland uh i'm uh, at the alex cast on twitter as i said a million times tonight and, um, yeah, 503-468-6959, uh, the 200th episode spectacular is, uh, starting to take shape. So feel free to call in and say congratulations. Yeah, don't really bother, but you know, if, if you want to, or just, you know, fuck it. Just remember when I put the episode out to, to hit me up with a retweet and you know, that kind of thing. Yes. So, uh, that has been that I have been Alex, you have been the audience, and I would like to take this moment to tell all of you that within you. There's just the smallest spark of the lotus, of the Buddha, of the Om Mani Padme Om. I bow to the seed of the lotus within you, the jewel, the jewel of the Nile. 
starring whoever that was in the jewel of the nile was that kurt russell or that other guy no i think that was michael douglas danny devito and that lady that used to be <sighs> well it's nice talking to you until next time